The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Want to go over the week four matchups uh, and try to help you, you know, figure out who's going to be in your lineup this week. Uh, not too too much news coming into today. Um, Antonio Brown, uh, he's off the COVID list and looks like he's going to play against the Patriots on Sunday night. Uh, Tyler Lockett, he seems to be fine uh, as far as that knee goes. He was on the injury report with a hip on Wednesday, but it looks like he'll be good to play this week as well. Um, that's about it. Not too much on the injury front on the news front on this Thursday. Um, I'm going to go over eight games today and then I'm going to go over another eight, uh, tomorrow. They'll be out on Friday morning, uh, as another, uh, episode to this podcast. Uh, so I hope everybody's doing well. We're ready for another week four. Uh, we're, we're, we're ready for another week. Uh, we're already in, uh, in week four at this point. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, and let's start with tonight's game, uh, Jaguars and Bengals. Uh, 46 point over under, uh, the Bengals are favored by 7.5 points. That tells you how bad the Jaguars must be. Uh, but this is a Joe Mixon game script for sure. You're starting him as an RB1. Uh, he's getting a ton of, of uh, work on the, in the, on the ground. Like You want him to get more targets, but the fact that he's on the field as much as he is, uh, 80, 80% plus um, in most of these games, Like he's going to get those targets at some point. Um, but this has turned into a run-heavy offense. To start the year, pretty different than it was last year. Maybe it's because they want Joe Burrow, you know, to get his legs under him before they turn it up a little bit. Um, you know, like what they had going on last season before Burrow got hurt, where they were the the, the most pass heavy team um, of all these teams. T. Higgins is out again, uh, and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd they combined for forty percent of target share last week without Higgins in the lineup. Uh, the matchup was good last week against the Steelers secondary. That worked out. And this is another great matchup for them. Uh, Jacksonville has given up the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers overall over the first three weeks. The 6th most fantasy points to the left side, where Jamar Chase primarily runs his routes from. And the 10th most from the slot, where Tyler Boyd runs his routes from. Um, so Chase is a wide receiver 2 this week. I'll say Boyd is a wide receiver 3. Um, the Bengals defense too. Like this, They're a great play this week. Trevor Lawrence is throwing interceptions. The Bengals are at home. They're favored by more than a touchdown. It's a Thursday night game. It just kind of adds up. 
Uh, on the other side of the ball, Marvin Jones, he's the only wide receiver on the Jags that I feel comfortable starting right now. Um, DJ Chark started the year off you know, with a bang in terms of targets, but it's been all Marvin Jones since. Um, he's had a 25% target share for the year, which is great, but over the past two games, he was at 32% and 27%. Uh, he also happens to have the best matchup of all the Jags wide receivers uh, tonight. So, uh, And if you look at it, the Bengals are giving up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers running routes from the right side of the perimeter. Uh, and that's where Jones runs most of his perimeter routes from. He also runs about 25% from the slot, uh, and the Bengals haven't been great I- there either. So uh, he's he gets a little bit of an upgrade for me. So he's a borderline wide receiver too. As far as James Robinson goes, his target share went up last week, but his role didn't change a whole lot. Uh, he did end up getting more opportunity in the past game on the same number of routes. Uh, well, actually less routes if you look at it. Um, his target share boosted up last week, but the question is like, was that a one-week thing, or did they just try and get him more involved? Um, they targeted him more on less routes. Um, you know, he did run less routes than last week, uh, last week then in week two. And then you look at Carlos Hyde, he's still involved. Uh, they, they actually uh, had uh, Dari Ogabawale come in and take some routes away from Robinson last week. So that, that kind of sucks for Robinson. All right, let's move on to the Washington football team at Atlanta. 47.5 uh, implied total. Atlanta favored by 1.5 points. Um, 15 opportunities for Antonio Gibson in Week 2. 14 in Week 3. Not great. Like, what was great, uh, you know, was that big play that he had. But we can't depend on that, right? I think he can do better against Atlanta. But he's simply an RB2 right now. Two targets in each game with Taylor Heineke. Not great. That needs to go up if he's only getting 12 and 13 carries, you know, at times this year. Uh, Terry McLaurin, start him as a wide receiver one this week. Great matchup. Atlanta has given up the fifth most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the first three weeks. Uh, Taylor Heineke himself, too, like he's earned streaming consideration, especially against this Falcons defense with a relatively high total. He's kind of had two solid fantasy days over the last two, two weeks. Uh, starting Logan Thomas as a tight end, uh, as a low end tight end one, his target share has stayed pretty consistent around 16 to 17%, and that should get it done. Um, you know, especially since he's running um, a bunch of, like, he's, he has a full, like, 100% route participation as well. Uh, Calvin Ridley, you're starting him as a wide receiver one. His numbers haven't been there yet, but it is coming. Uh, he's commanding a 26% target share, which is great. Uh, he's getting 50% of air yards, which is great. Um, so like, you know, his first wide receiver from one finish, which he hasn't had one yet, it's going to come soon and it could be this week. Um, cause Washington has given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers and specifically the third most to perimeter wide receivers. If you're looking for a buy low, I think really is a good one based on his usage. I know Cal Pitts was disappointed last week, but he's the one, he's the only one running nearly as many routes as Calvin Ridley. And for a tight end, the fact that he's running what he is. It's elite usage. So he just needs to get targeted more than he has over the last two weeks. I do think it'll come. So I'll continue to start him, um, you know, if you don't have any other real options. And I'm not talking about, like, playing Dalton Schultz over him or Gerald Everett or or any of those guys, you know, even though they're fine streamers. If I have Kyle Pitts, I'm not looking at this as a streaming situation um, just yet. Cordell Patterson, he's doing his thing right now. He's, you know, he's being targeted a ton. He, he's going to be in my lineup as a low-end RB2 in PPR leagues, you know, assuming he has running back eligibility on your platform, and, and he does have some upside. And if this usage continues, you know, he'll start to become a solid PPR RB2. Uh, Mike Davis getting similar usage in the past game. He has a higher target share for the season, 
but Patterson can really start to take over, honestly. Uh, for now, Davis is a borderline RB2, but I, I really only prefer to play him in PPR leagues because of the fact that most of his value is coming from the receiving game as well. Okay, moving on to the Lions and Bears. Uh, low point total here, 42 points. Bears favored by three just because they're at home. Uh, you love Dan Campbell coming out and saying that we're going to see more DeAndre Swift. And, and honestly, even if there isn't much more of him, he's still the RB3 in fantasy right now. So you're going to keep starting him, especially in PPR leagues. He's killing it. Uh, the matchup isn't perfect, um, you know, but I don't know how you can sit him right now. He has that Alvin Kamara, that Austin Eckler type of role. Um, and, and look at what the, the Browns were able to do, you know, in the, you know, as far as with their running backs against the Bears last week. Uh, Jamal Williams, desperate PPR flex if he needed. The matchup, again, you know, isn't great, but two two running backs were able to do their thing against the Bears um, last week. So, you know, he can be involved enough in the pass game and, you know, you know maybe get a goal line carry for you to make out fine uh, if you're desperate. Uh, TJ Hawkinson didn't do his thing last week, but he can bounce back this week. Uh, Tyler Higby had a decent game against the Bears in week one, so I think Hawkinson will be fine as a high-end tight end one this week. Now, as far as the Bears' offense, it's looking like shit, right? We have no idea who's starting this week. I, I almost have more confidence in the offense with Andy Dalton because Matt Nagy showed that he didn't prepare at all for Justin Fields' first start. Uh, but as of right now, I don't trust Allen Robinson. I don't trust Mooney. Um, I'll start Robinson out of necessity. Um, you know, but I have a guy like, if I have a guy like Christian Kirk, if I have a guy like Marvin Jones tonight or someone like that, they'll be starting all over Allen Robinson. If I have a guy like Tyler Boyd, I just trust these guys more right now. I'd start David Montgomery as an RB2, but that's about it. By the way, Montgomery's role is getting better. We just didn't get a chance to really see the finished product, uh, because of this offense being a shit show for now. Um, the Lions are in the top 10 in fantasy points allowed to running backs. So hopefully, you know, they can get him going, um, at some point. Okay, moving on to the Titans at Jets. Uh, the Jets, uh, the Titans are favored by seven points in New York. Um, 44 point total. The Titans are expected to be without Julio and AJ Brown this week. Uh, definitely will be without AJ Brown. But the vibes around Julio, health wise and around that leg, is not great. Um, the Titans are still favored by seven points in New York. Uh, I'm not interested in starting any other Titans wide receivers besides these guys, to be honest. Um, you're starting Derrick Henry for sure. Uh, and because of that reason, like I'm not so start, so hot about starting Tannehill, even though this might be a good matchup uh, without his weapons. Um, on the Jets, I'm not starting anyone besides Corey Davis. You know, I hope Elijah Moore can make it out of the concussion protocol so that he can break out against the secondary. Uh, but I'm not sure if he's on pace to clear the protocol. If he is, he's super desperate in like a 14-team league because of the good matchup. Uh, Corey Davis is a flex play with upside this week. He did see 30% of targets last week with Moore banged up. So if Moore's out again, you know, Corey Davis could see a bunch of targets. And he could do some stuff uh, in a revenge game. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can play the Titans defense if you want. Uh, but, you know, they're not a good defense. I do like a bunch of other streamers before them. But, like, I'd rather play them, like, than over... Like, for example, you're starting the Patriots over the past couple of weeks... You know, I'd rather start the Titans than the Patriots against the Bucks, for example. All right, moving on to the Browns and Vikings. Um, 51 and a half over under. Uh, the Vikings are, the Browns are actually favored by two points in this one. But it looks like, it can, it looks like it's going to be a close game. Uh, Nick Chubb, low-end RB1 right now, who's not, just, who's not getting volume consistently. He saw 22 carries last week, which is what you want to see. So hopefully that can continue. The touchdowns are really what's going to save Chubb. But the good thing is that with Chubb, he scores touchdowns. 
<laughs> it's just it is what it is. Um, Kareem Hunt's target share j- did jump up to twenty one percent last week, and that might have to do a little bit with Jarvis Landry being out. So this might create a little bit of a trend here while Jarvis is out. Um, so he's a low end RB two right now, uh, you know, and he gets a little bit of a bump uh, into that RB two territory because. Of, of this potentially becoming a trend. And if it doesn't, that, that definitely sucks for Hunt. But uh, OBJ, great start this week. Bashar Breland, like, he was a good corner, but he has been having a terrible start to his year. Uh, and OBJ will see him for about half of his routes. Out of any corner right now in the NFL, starting corner, Breland is giving up the most fantasy points per route run against him. Patrick Peterson hasn't necessarily been shut down either uh but overall minnesota secondary has been giving up some points uh and if you look at the just the perimeter itself they've given up the fourth most fantasy points through three games and obj you know without landry last week com- coming back in his first game he saw 32 percent of targets uh and he looked good so i'm gonna say that he's a borderline wide receiver too in this matchup on the other side of the ball you're starting justin jefferson you're starting adam thielen as a wide receiver too uh, who had a very solid target share, you know, 20%, at least 20% in each game so far. Uh, KJ Osborne, PPR flex if you need it, uh, but, you know, you got to understand the inconsistencies that can happen with him. Um, but, you know, let's see if Dalvin Cook gets some practice in this week, gets some practices in this week. Like, it's not if it's not him, it's Alexander Madison who killed it last week uh, in relief of Cook. Uh, it's, it's simple here. Like, we'll see if Cook, you know, is another game-time decision or something, but... You know, Madison is an RB1 start in Cook's absence. Uh, Tyler Conklin, you know, he's a streamer, but it's probably either him getting the targets or KJ Osborne getting the targets. You know, there's nothing that will tell you which is the guy, you know, before the game starts. So, you know, like you kind of have to like pick your poison there. Um, And and I'm going to keep starting Kirk Cousins while he's hot because he's hot right now. All right, Colts at the Dolphins, 42.5 over under. Uh, the Colts are favored by, no, the Dolphins are favored by two points in this one. Really low total here. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's an RB2 right now. He's hardly involved in the past game. He's getting only 3% of targets in each of the last two games after getting a bunch of targets in week one. Uh, but I'm still starting him, right? Obviously, the Dolphins are allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs right now. So Taylor can hopefully get some usage so he can take advantage of that. Um, Naheem Hines is a PPR RB, uh, PPR flex option, I would say. Um, you know, you never know when he's really going to be involved more than usual, but those games do happen. The Dolphins are in the top 10 in receiving yards given up to running backs. Um, so there's that. Uh, Michael Pittman, you know, being targeted at a very high rate, 30 and 35% in the last two games, uh, has more than 50% of air yards over the last two games as well. Uh, but Xavier Howard, you know, potentially shadowing him is not going to be good for him, right? Uh, but he's still a low and wide receiver three start because of the tough matchups. In most matchups, I start him as like a solid, you know, mid wide receiver three until he starts putting up some more production with those targets. Um, but like, you know, for now, like I, I might want to avoid it just because of the matchup. Uh, Jalen Waddle, 30% of targets from Jacoby Brissett last week. Uh, the Dolphins aren't trying to slow down what they're trying to do through the air. Uh, even though they had a quarterback change. So Waddle's a wide receiver three start this week. The Colts defense has been giving up some points to wide receivers this year, the seventh most so far. And with the way that Miami is passing the ball in all situations, this is a good matchup for Waddle. Now, as far as Devontae Parker goes, so his target share went down to 14% with Brissett. Um, Will Fuller dealing with an injury, so who knows how serious, but you know he only saw 14% target share. Um... 
neither of these guys, you know, are, are going to be touching my lineup this week. Parker is a flex, but I'm not excited about it. Uh, Mike Isecki saw 27% of targets last week. So maybe him and Jacoby Brissett have more of a chemistry. So I'm willing to throw him in my lineup this week as a streamer. Now, the Colts have been pretty good against tight ends so far. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Miles Gaskin running less routes every single week. Uh, his target share has gone down every week as well. His rushing, his rushing share has gone up, though, so that's good. But Malcolm Brown was involved. We got the two-minute offense, and, and he saw 40% of snaps last week. Malcolm Brown. All right. So, you know, Gaskin, you know, he's nothing more than a, a PPR flex play. He does have some upside, though. All right, Panthers and Cowboys. 50-point uh, total here. Cowboys favored by 4.5 points. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, you know, he's a high-end RB2 this week, you know, without Christian McCaffrey. We spoke about his usage in the waiver wire podcast, so you know he should be in most lineups unless you already have studs at the at the running back position. The Cowboys are giving up five yards per carry uh, so far through three games, and and they've given up the third most receptions to the running back position through three games. Uh, DJ Moore in your lineup as well as a high end wide receiver too. He'll likely be shadowed by Trevon Diggs, so a tougher matchup for him than last week. But that's okay; you're still starting him. Robbie Anderson. Not in my lineups. Uh, I'm pretty concerned about his lack of usage. And even with the McCaffrey injury, like I'm not jumping to any conclusions. You know, as to like, oh, he's going to see more targets now. Or even with the trade, you know, of a tight end, you know, Dan Arnold, who had a couple targets per game. So now Robbie Anderson will get targets. You know, this is really DJ Moore, the running backs, and the rest is going to be spread out. Sam Darnold, definitely a streamer this week against the Cowboys. Could be a high scoring game. Um, so I can see him continuing to do his thing in this offense. Uh, Dak Prescott as well. He's he's a quarterback one. Uh, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb both took a backseat to the run game last week, but the Eagles, you know, just didn't put up any sort of fight. Right? That was a very specific game script, and I think the Cowboys have a more balanced attack this week. Both of these guys are wide receiver ones, even though Amari Cooper is playing through a rib injury. Um, I'm gonna start Zeke as an RB one, uh, Pollard as a desperate flex. The Panthers, you know, the team who was the run funnel of the year last year is now the team who has given up the least amount of rushing yards to running backs through three games. And one of those games was against Alvin Kamara. So, you know, we'll see what happens in this game. You know, they'll likely get more tested than ever in this one. Um, but, but yeah, no, it's interesting. You can tell me all you want about the strength of schedule before the season starts. Uh, if you need a tight end, Dalton Schultz is available in a lot of leagues, and he's a streamer this week uh, with some upside. Okay, uh, last game we're going to talk about today, Giants at the Saints, uh, 50 and a half over under. Saints are favored by more than a touchdown this one. You know, and I guess because of that line, you know, it kind of makes me think that the Saints are a solid defensive streamer this week. You know, given the fact that they're at home, they're favored by more than a touchdown. Um, you know, even though Daniel Jones has yet to throw in, in <laughs> throw an interception, believe it or not. He's also only thrown for two touchdowns so far this year. Um the Giants also might be a little bit shorthanded. Potentially no Sterling Shepard. Potentially no Darius Slayton. Uh, Shepard does have a hamstring injury, so it doesn't seem great for him right now to be suiting up this week. Kenny Galladay, you know, he's going to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore this week on that left side. But I'm not sure. I'm also not sure he's 100% right now. He was supposedly being limited last week. So, you know, if I could avoid starting him, like, I guess I would at the same time. You know, if Sterling Shepard and Slayton are out, it might just mean more targets for him too. So, you know, he's like a wide receiver three start this week. Um, you know, it really could go either way for him. I'm starting Saquon as an RB1. He got the touches last week. 22 touches, 86% of snaps, 79% route participation. 
Um, he's in despite the tough matchup. Maybe you downgrade him to like an RB2 because of the matchup, but he'll likely be in my lineup because of the work in the receiving game. And again, you know, potentially in the absence of Slayton, potentially in the absence of Shepard as well. Um, but Evan Ingram right now, like he's no more than a DFS play until he shows me, shows me some consistency. Um, and on the same side of the ball, there's really no one to start outside of Alvin Kamara, like who's still an RB1 for fantasy, 84% of snaps each of the last two games, elite role. He just needs a better offense around him to like really put up those high and RB1 numbers. And that's going to do it for this podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope this helped. Um, I hope you guys are able to like, you know, use this information, you know, in, in, in your benefit to like set your lineups this week. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with another uh, with the other eight games I didn't go over today. So again, this is Faraz Siddiqui at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. Um, and by the way, all of the matchups and the rankings will be out on the website as well at UpperHandFantasy.com. So you can check that out. That should be up on Friday. Hope you guys have a good one. Take it easy. Enjoy the game tonight. See ya.